Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Scoopy Radio. In your airwaves, on the plane, on the train. Everywhere you want to be, I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to subscribe to the Scoopy Radio podcast by subscribing to all platforms, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn app, Stitcher app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or simply by visiting ScoopyRadio.com. 3.5 million streams last year. And right now on the line, we talk athletes, we talk music, we talk entertainment, we talk everything. And on the line right now, we're talking some health. And to help us with that, We've got Dr. Red McLean from Regenerative and Sports Medicine out in Santa Monica, California. What's going on, sir? Well, like we were saying earlier, uh, I understand the weather's good there. It's great here, 70 and sunny, just working and enjoying the weather. I like it. I like it. Sports is a big thing right now, and we're at that point in the year where football, baseball, basketball are about to collide with baseball playoffs. Uh, He's getting ready to start, and then with the NFL season in full swing of the NBA preseason here. I would imagine you being in California, you're pulling for the Lakers. Yeah, but I'm from Miami, so I got a soft spot for the Heat as well. Hey, okay. Well, LeBron plays for the Heat and he plays with the Lakers now, so I think you're in good hands. Yes, sir. That's fact. <laughs> so I got an email the other day, and uh, you are kind of going on a run of sorts of, of talking about Mitchell Trubisky and his injury, he, he hurt himself against uh, the Vikings the other day. Uh, did you he, – he injured his left shoulder early in the first quarter against the Vikings and missed the majority of uh, the team's 16-6 victory uh, for those who are who are paying attention. When you saw it, your first thought was what? Well, you never know how bad it's going to be till they come through with the MRIs, but you see guys take a hit and pop back up, as, as Aaron Rodgers, for example, has done many a time, and no slight on Trubisky. But, you know, it all depends on the way you fall and, uh, you know, at what angle and whatnot. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but it also depends upon your prep, you know, your training uh, as to how you, you, you come back from something like that. No, Scooby Radio on the line, line talking with Dr. Rand. Um, for an injury like that, uh, usually what would you uh, – prescribed for your 
patience to do um, to to kind of get ready. They got a game in London coming up. How would you prepare your your clients to kind of rehab and, and get their affairs in order? Well, from what I understand happened to him, he has a relatively small labrum tear, it sounds like, which can happen at an early age and can not really affect you that much depending upon the location of the tear, the degree to which it's torn, the the, the way in which it's torn, in other, the ang- in other words, the angle. Uh, and I'm sure what's probably most painful for him is the dislocation because when the shoulder comes out of the, the socket, as we say, uh, you got to stretch some stuff for that to happen. And so, uh, what I would be working on is is tightening the area around the shoulder, meaning the muscles that help hold the shoulder in place. If you, if you look at the shoulder, it's really an, an odd uh, joint, we call it, but it, it's not much of a joint. You've got this long bone called the humerus that's hanging off the you know one side of your body. It's not really held in place there by much other than muscle. And so, again, to answer your question, what we'd be working on is strengthening the muscles in the area, which tends to tighten the area up so it doesn't come out again and he can get back to what he's doing, you know, best he's on the field. And from uh, what ESPN reported, uh, sort of shared uh, that with ESPN, that uh, Trubisky um, will be back sooner rather than later. He will travel to London for their game against the Raiders, but it's unlikely he'll play. Um for somebody to not have surgery on uh, something like that, in your estimation, later on in life, will they eventually need surgery to repair it even though they're rehabbing? Well, that's a tough question, but definitely once you have an injury like this, you're more likely to develop osteoarthritis, and you're definitely in a different category in terms of your chances of, of ending up having to have a surgery or definitely re-injuring the area, no doubt. Scoopy right on the line, talking Mr. Trubisky, to take a cursory look around sports, we mentioned basketball, football, and baseball are, are kind of like in this intersection right now. The Golden State Warriors are in an interesting position. In the NBA Finals, uh, Clay Thompson uh, tore his ACL, and it's likely that he'll be out um, for the year. In your estimation, if you were a doctor, if you were treating Clay Thompson, how long would you tell him to sit out for? Could he sit out longer than a year? That's a tough question to answer, not to dodge your question at all, but maybe to give you some information, maybe more than you need. It's got to be done on a player-by-player basis, and it really should be evaluated by someone who is working with him in depth. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, if if you want to make reference to another player, you can look at Kevin Durant and see how things can go very wrong, even with a lot of people, you know, presumably paying attention to you. You know, he came in after, what was it, at least a month's rest, and ended up, um, you know, tearing his Achilles. It wasn't the ACL, but, the, you know, the principles are still the same. You want to rehab the area. You want to strengthen the area that uh, the areas that were obviously lacking that got you into the problem in the first place. With the ACL, there are some very definite uh, factors involved in creating the risk for injury and eventually, unfortunately, having the injury so we can address those areas of the musculature, for example, that need to be strengthened, they can easily be evaluated. So depending upon what we find with a thorough evaluation with Clay Thompson, you know, what led to the injury, you know, was it because the quadricep muscles, for example, were Mm -hmm. way overdeveloped compared to the hamstring muscles or, 
you know, were the hips not as strong as they should be? Were, 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 were there some asymmetries, excuse me, in the trunk? Um, from there, we would determine uh, what needs to be trained, if you will, exercised, and then we just evaluate as we go. And, that, and that's part of the process, too. You have to continue to reevaluate before you put him back in the game to make sure he's ready to go. He, uh, I was reading Nick Friedle at ESPN wrote that uh, Clay Thompson is out at least till the All Star break. All Star break is in February. Uh, for a player that's getting around the clock service uh, as, as an athlete who you know world class athlete, multiple NBA champion, realistically, you, you talked about a, a, it depends on a case by case basis. To get a player back of his magnitude, what does it take around the clock that may be different than, you know, somebody who's just an ordinary Joe who's a weekend warrior in the gym? Well, I mean, the, the, the clear differences between the two are resources. If you've got someone, I think that's your implication, if you've got someone who is, uh, who's carries that value and can pretty much get access to whatever resources, um, you know, he should be obviously able to come back quicker than most. And, and, and the issues in play here are obviously the exercise, the rest and recovery, and, and rest is is really literally the rest. You gotta you gotta stay on the sidelines enough to let the training, the hard training you do, um, uh, come to fruition. In other words, what you do on the court or in the gym uh, prior to getting back on the court. Uh, involves some hard work, and there's some. You're, you're essentially writing a prescription for that muscle to get better. Well, you have to fill that with proper rest and nutrition. Uh, but there's more to it. Someone of his stature is going to have access to someone who can evaluate his biomechanics, meaning the way he moves uh, his at his knee, at his ankle, at his hips, that the average Joe is not going to get a hold of. But but I'll tell you, one of the problems that happens. In these circumstances, if you you have trainers and doctors who look at these guys as the superstars they are, but also as the asset that they are to themselves and to the team, and a lot of them are scared to work the athlete with the the, the rigor that's required. Because mm. if you don't train the you know the muscle hard enough, for example it's not going to get strong enough to protect the athlete. And I've seen this over the years. I'm coming up on 57 and I've been in the gym as long as I can remember. And I've seen a lot of great athletes and whether it's um, an official trainer or a non-official trainer at the local goals gym, you watch the way they train their athletes and it's not nearly as hard. Most often some exceptions as the average Joe gets trained because they're nervous about damaging the athlete. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense, Scoopy Radio, on the line talking injuries. Clay Thompson is 29. Um, I tore my ACL in my mid to late 20s. Uh, rehabbed, did everything I needed to do. Um, but I've heard people say when you, turn, when you get to your 30s, it gets more difficult. I've heard it as hearsay. Is that an actual fact? Well, that can vary with the person, but in general, I'd say by definition, somewhere around 35, yeah, things don't, it's not that the warranty wears out necessarily. I think that happens much later in life, but the ability to repair definitely starts to diminish as we get older from a myriad of factors, you know, cellular uh, ability just at the cellular level, uh, hormonal um, 
leverage of that ability, you know, specifically through things like testosterone, um, other things in life. For, for, for you and I, the, the, the non-professional athletes having to go to work, you know, having the J-O-B get in the way of, of the rest that's required, as well as maybe the two-a-days instead of just the one-a-day in the, in the rehab department. So, yeah, there's a lot of factors that come with being 30. But in general, yeah, as we get older, it gets tougher to rehab, no doubt. Kevin Durant, now I remember the Brooklyn Nets. You mentioned him earlier. Um, hurt himself again in the NBA Finals and is, is sitting out with an Achilles injury. There's been chatter about him coming back. There's been chatter about him saying, obviously, the Nets shut down those reports, um, basically saying there's no intention on him coming back. Uh, for someone like Kevin Durant, is there really something in, this, in the superstar DNA that allows him to heal much faster and come back in a case like his versus someone else that may be in the NBA but maybe not of their caliber? There could be something directly in the DNA, and that's why he was a superstar to begin with. There could also be something indirectly in the DNA, and what I mean is indirectly to the Achilles tendon itself, but certainly directly in his being a superstar, making reference to the fact that guys like this are not going to back down. There's a tenacity there and a desire to come back to the court that, to use your reference earlier, the average Joe might not necessarily have because he says, well, look, you know, if I don't get to play, uh, you know, half court with my bros anymore on a Saturday now that I'm 45, well, or even 35 or 30, maybe I'm not going to lose as much sleep. But um, I, I think you get my point. When, when you got somebody like that, uh, you know, I, w- I would definitely put my money on a Kevin Durant to come back sooner for whatever the reasons uh, I just mentioned, you know, over an average Joe. You being a guy who treats all types of people, um, <clears throat> I'm sure you've watched the playoffs and last year's NBA Finals. If you can, from your expertise, why do you think that there are so many more players getting hurt? And, th- and these are like superstar players. It's not like role players. Is it something in the water? Is it something in the, in the energy drinks? Is it the pressure of the contracts? What is it? Well, boy, I'm going to step on some toes here. I think there's a lot of reasons. I think one of them is uh, in re- sort of in reference to what I made uh, or alluded to earlier. You know how some of these guys get to join clubs. There, there is a almost a politics involved, and I can't tell you how many times I've seen, and I definitely won't name names, but you know I've seen someone – get injured, you can tell exactly what's going on and you can find out, you can confirm it afterwards at the press conference or, or later, you know, a couple of days later, you, you see what happened and then you watch the trainer doing something on the sidelines to the player and you go, oh my God, these guys have the resources, the teams have the resources, but what are they doing over there? That guy's not treating his injury. As a matter of fact, he could be making it worse. So number one, Unfortunately, at this level, I think there's still a failure to hire, to, to somehow garner the people with appropriate knowledge on how to treat these injuries and how to prevent them is even, you know, just as important, if not more important. I think there's also a factor here where, you know, you've got someone who, and this is also probably going to, you know, uh, ruffle some feathers, but you've got a lot of these guys that have spent their whole lives invested in athletics in their professional career and some guys have given up a lot or some guys haven't come from much and then all of a sudden you've got literally millions of dollars and do you i'm sure it's very very easy 
to not keep up with some of the preventive measures. Hmm. You've been going to practice two days for the last 20 years or 15 years, whatever it might be. And uh, boy, you've, you've got an opportunity in, in your newfound uh, digs or, you know, you know what I'm getting at, just, just a, a better life. And it's easy to hate to say it, but, you know, slack off a little bit. It has to be something like this because yeah, as you point out, there are a lot more injuries. Now the, the flip side of that is though, you've also got the bigger, stronger, faster part of this coming, you know, whether it's in the NFL and, and instead of, uh, you know, linebackers coming at you at, uh, you know, 205, 210, when I was playing, you got guys coming at you at 265 and, and, you know, five uh, tenths of a second faster in the 40 than, than I ever was or anybody like me. Sure. Better than me. So you've got some of that going on that can create injuries, but, you know, I think it's a combination of, of many factors, but all the more reason to focus on you know, what an individual can do, and of course teams can help with this, to prevent the injury. If you know the injuries are up and you know the opponent is bigger, stronger, and faster, and you are going to have to cut a little harder and a little faster, and, excuse me, and jump a little higher and therefore come down a little harder because you jumped higher, then you know, you can at least focus on doing what you can to strengthen the muscles that need to be strengthened as, and, you know, as you went through to, to rehab your ACL. You can work on your techniques a little bit more, and you can focus on uh, nutrition and, and rest, too. You know, no small factors. Derek Rose is a walking miracle, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, <laughs> he keeps coming back, right? Does it surprise you? that he had the season that he had last year in the playoffs the season before that? Does it surprise you that he's been effectively able to, I guess, arise to the occasion and, um, you know, perform at the level he has despite the injuries that he had uh, at points during his career? Not at all, and it makes uh, a, a great contrast to what I just said. It is possible, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it definitely sets the bar and shows that it's not just theory that if you do break it down, you do put forth the effort. I mean, I I certainly don't think it's luck. Do you? No, I think it's also mentality. Like I think sometimes athletes who are heralded as guys that are just great and then they go through something like that, they could kind of be discouraged and kind of quit. I think Derrick Rose has had the best of both worlds. I think he's a product of his environment, but I also think um, that – the the naysayers and the detractors made him go harder. Oh yeah, the personality plays a big part in all that, right? If if someone tells you you can't, and you're one of those that says, "Oh really?" You're going to show them otherwise just to prove them otherwise. Then then that plays a big role, and that, that's my reference to the DNA that might affect you, not necessarily directly to your injury, but certainly indirectly. Yeah, you know, and if you've got that never quit mentality and the tenacity. I mean, yeah, that's a big part of being a champion at at any level, not to mention a professional level, certainly, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Scoopy Randy on the line with Dr. Ryan McClain of Regenerative and Sports Medicine out in uh, Santa Monica, California, just take a reset. We were talking Mr. Trubisky. We were talking Clay Thompson and Derek Rose. When I talk to people within uh, security and law enforcement and, and, and professional sports, they often talk about one of the things that they feel is going to be an issue moving forward is just security as it relates to flights, late-night flights, and, you know, guys going maybe from one city to another and then arriving at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning comparatively. 
in, in health and medicine, what is something that is being talked about in your circle with athletes that may be something that's talked about more on a national level in the next six months to a year? Well, everything, everybody wants to find a better way. You know, anyone who's competitive wants to get a leg up on the, the competition, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone's looking for, and this is from the, as, as you've heard term, as we're both referring to him now, the average Joe athlete that comes in here. Hey, Rand, what do you got? You know, what, 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 what do you got? What's the latest that can make me faster, that can make me better, that can make me stronger, leaner, more muscular? I think what you're going to hear more and more about, again, whether it's the next six months to a, or, or a year, is, um, you know, first of all, PD, uh, performance-enhancing drugs. I think mm-hmm. it's, they're going to be considered in some ways laughable when we get to the next level and probably much harder to detect uh, level when we start uh, incorporating uh, gene splicing. In, hmm. into, uh, you know, it's not something we have available beyond really just clinical trials at this point, and in some cases they make exceptions to treat people with rare diseases. But you're going to hear more and more talk about this because it is a way to improve your ability. You're changing your genes. And people dream of having, you know, the, the, uh, the hops of, you know, like a Michael Jordan. Well, if we can figure out what his genes are like, we can alter ours. And, of course, it's not, not that simple. But, you know, we can make improvements that are going to go well beyond anything that a, an anabolic steroid, for example, or EPO, uh, could have made a difference with. Uh, that's one thing. I think uh, probably m- more in the short term and more close to answering your question, you're going to hear uh, more and more discussion about maybe the ethics of using stem cells to help um, speed an athlete's recovery from injury. You know, for example, if someone has a partial ACL tear, um, uh, a labrum tear, it's a no-brainer in, in, in many cases, if not most or all, to use stem cells to help the area heal and get the athlete back on the, uh, on the field or the court. Uh, within the last couple of years, we've had discussions, I say we, American CryoStem is one of the uh, publicly held companies that's, that's really pushing forward with what they call autologous stem cells so that we harvest the stem cells from the athletes themselves. And we've been talking about taking those athlete cells and moving them from stadium to stadium, we were talking about, I think I mentioned the NFL, uh, if for no other reason, forget about injuries like a torn labrum, what about concussions? We have proof that we can use those stem cells within 72 hours and all but eliminate any disastrous results or any deleterious results from a concussion. So I think you'll hear a lot more about that. Um, and then there's always the, the other performance-enhancing drugs outside of anabolic steroids and EPO. The peptides are now becoming more and more accepted. Now, they're, they're uh, legal channels in the United States to get them. Whether they'll be banned or not is open to discussion, of course. So um, those are the ones in the near and maybe not so near future that we're going to be talking about more of. You heard it first. Brother, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. And um, where can people find you on social media? Do you have Twitter and Instagram? I do. I know we go by Regenerative and Sports Medicine. I know our website is psrmed.com. 
Other than that, I already gave away my age. I think I'm 57. I am not a millennial, so I don't know much more than that. But uh, anyway, there's some information on the website, and, and hopefully it's helpful. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Scoop B Radio. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 